0: Welcome to The Network, our attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. If you don't know anything about The Green Book, I invite you to Google it. With each interview, we are building a network of talented professionals that you can reach out and touch. Every episode is an invaluable resource for black people living in and traveling through America. Subscribe to The Network. You may need it. I want to talk about Reset with Jake.
1: Okay, <laughs>
0: you're you're a life coach.
1: Yes, Tell
0: us what reset with J is. What what is that? What is that all about?
1: So about nine years ago, I was standing at my refrigerator and I looked at this. You know how like, you know how you're about to go and get a cup of you know ice, you know from the little uh, dispensers on the outside, and I just looked and I saw the reset button, and all of a sudden this this uh, came to me. Reset the R, reevaluate the E, everything S, so. The other eat everything and the tea thrives but it but in a a reset it's a dismantling of of the old it's a it's a it's a a tweaking of what doesn't work if that makes sense um i just wrote this down life is a journey of no life is a glorious journey of a continual reset i just wrote that down like right before i came here like i just get these impressions about reset
0: All right, here we go. Tonight's guest is a part of the Graham fam. She comes to the network with a long list of accomplishments which includes a degree in physics with a minor in chemistry from Grambling State University and ordination in the ministry. She is a life coach, an educator, a program director for the School of Greatness in Lafayette and is currently finishing up her master's degree in educational leadership. Please welcome to the network, my kinfolk. I told y'all, I put my family on. Jakithia, praise Welcome, cousin.
1: Thank you, cousin. (laughs) Like we say.
0: (laughs) That's it. That's it. So we're going to dive right into it. Give us a little bit of your background. Tell us where you're from, how you got started doing what you're doing now.
1: Okay. So I'm from Lafayette, of course, Louisiana. Uh, When I graduated from the North Side high school <laughs> back in the day, I decided to go to grammar state university. It was kind of one of those last minute things. I was supposed to go to LSU and then I just decided uh, a few months before graduation to go there. They offered me a scholarship and some things happened, and So I just kind of switched gears and I'm so excited to have uh, attended the HBCU just because I kind of had that experience going through life where I kind of was around a lot of, um, you know, half and half, like I would go to school with like half Caucasian, half black, or mostly Caucasian. But then this HBCU was like, whoa, okay, like all black people. So it was cool. Not that I'm against white people, of course. Um, right. And so I i, I went to, to Gramlin because I really didn't really know what I wanted to major in. I decided to, I talked to one of my aunties and she had just graduated in social work. So I was like, oh, I like people. So I'm, I'm you know, let me, let me try social work. And after my first semester, the physics department sent me a letter because I had, like, a really high GPA. Um, I did, like, I think straight A's or all A's and the B that first semester. And so I was like, uh, they was like, hey, just come over. We're going to do this. And you'll be able to do some research and stuff like that. And I was like, "Hmm, okay, I'll try it. And I remember in high school, I had this awesome chemistry teacher. Shout out to Miss Frances Shaw, who was just, like, phenomenal. And she was very hands-on. And she just opened up that love for science that I never really knew that I had. I thought I was more like an ELA person. You know, I used to like to read books and stuff like that. Um, but I wasn't really what I would call strong in math. Um, you know, I guess I think I just had this bad attitude, like math sucks, like somehow somehow, some of my students are. So I graduated, uh, I went I went to, I decided to switch over. I did, uh, I had a great experience at Grambling because I was able to be in a science research institute. So I was able to do like research throughout my whole four and a half years because I swapped majors um i was able to get like a stipend which really helped out i was able to do two internships i did hampton university i did uh university of alabama tuscaloosa so my name got put in some you know research uh publications so it was really really cool the experience was phenomenal um and i I wanted to take that physics degree and i i wanted to be like in the lab i wanted to do the research i wanted to be like this nerd and stuff like that and then when I graduated, uh, well actually when I was at Grambling, I was a part of a Chi Alpha campus ministry and God just tugged on me. And so when I left, when I was supposed to leave Grambling, I decided to stay back. And I didn't go um, and do anything in the, the lab, but I actually became the associate um, campus uh, director at that time. So I started doing ministry right out of college, uh, campus ministry, which I feel like is phenomenal. Uh, it's, it's a, you get a really good impact Boom, you hit the kids in four years and it changed their life. I mean, it changed my life. Uh, This is my foundation of, you know, my my relationship with God. So, but my love for science has always, you know, stayed there. And so many years later, I decided to stop running from being a teacher because I always wanted to be a teacher when I was a kid. So I kind of gave in. (laughs) I gave in and, you know, I used to run like, man, look, I don't want to be no teacher. I would say stuff like, they don't get paid enough money. Those kids are bad. And, you know, so I kind of, before I started, I kind (laughs) of did some little subbing and stuff like that. And I was like, and I would just, it was so funny because I would connect with the the high schoolers, the girls, they would just open up, they would talk to me. And so I was like, okay, you know, I think I could do this. And so I decided to become an educator. And uh, this is 15 years later. (laughs) I did some high school and now I'm in middle school. So I really love science. The kids call me the science queen, which is cool, you know. I like it. It's cool. But I mean, I love science. I've taught some math, of course, along the way. Yes. And I just, uh, I just love what I do as an educator. I love what I do as a mentor. Um, I am a, this project director, program director for School of Greatness Lafayette. It's a mentoring program where we uh, mentor kids. We, you know, four guiding topics. I know who I am. I know the potential I possess. I know where I'm going. and I know how to get there. So it's an eight week program after school. We've been doing it the last three years at my school. So we've mentored over hundred kids, fifth through eighth grade. It has been phenomenal. It has just, I've, man, it's unbelievable. Um, and I've been a mentor since high school, my senior year. Uh, um, I just applied to be a peer leader and I was like, well, let me just go for it. And man, we would go, we would leave Northside. We would go to MP Moss and we would mentor the kids over there. And I mean, it just, it, the, the passion, it never left. And Here it is years later you know, you know mentoring. so, you know, just along the way, I've mentored people, people always call me for, you know, advice and stuff. And I've always at least mentored at least one person in the last, you know, 20, 25 years, just because it's something that I'm passionate about. So that's a little bit about me, I guess.
0: <laughs> so I want to backtrack just a little bit. Okay. It sounds like you had a life-changing experience at Grambling
1: I did I did
0: now, as a southern graduate, <laughs> I just can't imagine that oh <laughs> I can't imagine how you can go to grambling and have life-changing experiences that turn out good now i'm I'm just messing with you I'm you messing with
1: you I know the rivalry we got
0: you you are actually the second Grambling state graduate to join us on the network
1: okay, did I miss the uh, other person?
0: Um, I can't remember what episode it was but it was family also so I got some family members who don't always make great decisions but end <laughs> up at <laughs> and end up having life changing experiences
1: life changing So look my best friends that I have now I met them at Grandma State University and we still friends to this day my two best friends GSU
0: Okay, we're we're, going to let GSU make it. We're going to let GSU make
1: (laughs) it. I appreciate that, cousin.
0: (laughs) So I want you to repeat, you talked about the mentoring program at the School of Greatness in Lafayette, and you said there are four things?
1: Four guiding topics.
0: Four guiding topics.
1: Yes. So so it's an eight-week program, so every two weeks we focus on the guiding topics. So I know who I am. So basically what we do with the kids is, you know, we get them to discover their character traits. Not necessarily, you know, like if I ask a kid, who am I, they'll say, Ms. Prejean, uh, you a teacher, you're, 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 you're a woman. No, that's not, I'm a teacher, that's my, that's my career, that's my job. Um, Ms. Prejean, that's my name. But who I actually am is my character traits. And so what we do is we have them to discover their character traits like loyalty, like a servant, like you're faithful, you're creative, you're innovative. Um, to just begin to discover and understand that those character traits that you have those help to guide you to your career or uh, the decisions that you make in life the things that you can do so it, it goes beyond quote unquote just your school book education you know what I mean like if you want to be if you're creative then why don't you go and make an app you know about whatever why don't you build a website why don't you you know do the Do different things like that, and so we discover we help them to discover their character traits, and then we tell them, yeah, you got the potential, it's there if God gave you that gift, it's there, then take it and you know go research, go to school, you know uh start start working on it right now, you know start start a business if you love business, you know I got some kids, I want to own a shoe store, okay, start researching about shoe stores and and how to get stuff wholesale and just kind of you know look into those background things even though you're in middle school and then what we do is we kind of encourage them to hey whatever you uh, whatever background you have then you know all the high schools in Lafayette one's the business academy another one's the biomedical academy so you know so we get them to kind of cuz I'm at a charter school so when they feed out they feed out into the public school so we kind of like hey why don't you go to this school cuz that's school of choice and that way you could kind of figure it out before you get to college and waste all that money by going in a different, you know, you're going in a different path and you start doing something that "Eh, I don't really want to do. And you change majors and you know how that works. (laughs) So I know who I am. I know the potential I possess. I know where I'm going. So again, I know where I'm going. I know what path, what direction I need to go. And I know how to get there. And so what we try to do is, hey, look, you need to have good grades. You know, you need to have a positive mindset. You need to begin to, it's never too late to work on your gifts and your talents. Let's, let's develop that. Let's, you know, Hey, you want to be a, you want to be a motivational speaker? Hey, come up here and, you know, lead us in some stuff right now, you know, do the four guiding topics with, you know, we just, we just begin to cultivate the gift and that's in there in them. And I really wish that like somebody would have did that to me in middle school. You know what I mean? So I just love yeah. it. Um, it's basically school of Graduates is based out of Shreveport. So we're just an extension of the Shreveport, um, office
0: or the headquarters I love it it sounds like you're doing some really really good work down there in Lafayette so let me ask you this what's what's the temperature like in Lafayette and I'm talking about the social temperature because Trayford Pellerin was killed by police officers a couple of weeks back and I'm I'm a little bit disconnected Lafayette is my hometown, but I'm not there, so I've tried to kind of keep up with it, here and there. You know, I've, I've I've seen some things here and there. What's the temperature like in Lafayette right now?
1: The temperature is hot. I've, I've 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 when I moved away, I've been back home about eight years, and I've never seen Lafayette like this. Even when I was here, you know, as a as a as a young adult, um, there's been protests. There's been, um, you know people just protesting and protesting and people are not happy. There's, there's discussions going on on social media. People are not, you know, uh, happy with our local government. Um, you know, people are just trying to find, you know, different things. They're showing up at council meetings. They're chanting, you know, no justice, no peace. It's a lot going on and it doesn't surprise me. And I'll say that because I think in a sense it's needed because anytime you want to change something, you have to, you have to open up your mouth. You have to start off with, you gotta, you gotta, you know, your voice, your voice gotta be there. And of course you go beyond that, but that's the first, that's the first things. And I think that, um, Lafayette has kind of been just kind of chill for a minute, but we have some very compassionate people here. We have some people that are like no limit, like, we're going to fight for what we know. And there's been protests and there's been organizations and things that people have done in the past. But I think with, you know, the tension, the social tension just across the nation, it has stirred up something in us down here. And so people aren't, they're, they're upset. They're not happy. And then and, and I agree. You know, there's certain things that, you know, it's just time out for her. And so yeah, it's 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 been it started off with the closing of the recreation centers there was four recreation centers that were supposed to be the mayor was trying to close and then Read about that? Yeah, and then they you know they showed up they were showing up at the at the council meetings and you know that got you know uh, they started you know to listen to us and then you know this stuff happened with this young man and then you know now that we have people from Lake Charles that's trying to find shelter It's like they're saying, oh, no, y'all, we can't do shelter. Just kind of be cautious. Like, that's not the heart of Lafayette. We are compassionate, loving people. When Katrina hit, Lafayette took the reins. You know, we had so many people here. Shelters were open. You know, when Rita, I mean, any kind of hurricane, like the Cajun Dome is open Municipal auditorium is open. Everything is open. We, you know, we're doing things. I know people right now who are shipping things and going to Lake Charles because that's the heart of people. And so I think the face of Lafayette, uh the compassion of Lafayette, and the heartfelt, you know, hospitality of who we are is not really being shown. And I might get in trouble for this on on a local government side. Should I say that? But it's it's true. You know, you know, sometimes yeah. you got to speak truth to power. Truth got to speak to power, and sometimes we so. We, we we afraid to do that. You do it in a respectful way, but you you truth got to speak to power, and that's just one of the things that I you know live by. But it's real. It's real. It's real.
0: And I loved growing up in Lafayette. I couldn't think of a better place to grow up. I, you know, I'm just being honest. And when I go back, you know, all of my immediate family is here now. So I don't go back very often. Um, and I. I drive around on the north side and then, you know, maybe I'll go to the mall and the north side looks exactly the same as it did 25, 30 years ago.
1: Yep. Enjoying this episode so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, Breaker radio public or pocket casts now back to the show
0: the infrastructure is crumbling there's no economic impact being put into the north side of town and it's sad and when i read about those four recreation centers being closed i was like wow yeah wow." could it be any more obvious
1: right Cause we, you know, we we went swimming at the pool. You know what I mean? Right. We, we, you know we had Dr. Boogie dances at Domain Center.
0: You know what I mean? Dr. Dr. Boogie Live.
1: Dr. Boogie, Dr. Boogie Live. We had daycare camp, day camp. You know at the centers, and you know that's what we, we we you know when when we was we was growing up, that's what we went for the summer. That's what we did. You know, you probably played basketball at Domain uh, you know some of them. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time in all of those places. Absolutely. In all of those places. Wow. What side of town is is your program on, your mentoring program?
1: My program is actually <clears a little> the <throat> world charter, which is on the north side of Lafayette, which is actually the old Albersons in the Northgate Mall. So the okay. old Albersons was turned into a school. And so we're right there in the right there in the heart of North Left, what they call upper Lafayette now. We're right there in the oh, right up i'm like no i'm from the north side <laughs> but you know north lafayette the north side of lafayette that's where we are we're there right in the in the neighborhoods that you and i grew up in you know what i mean that's where we are we right there
0: good all right i want to talk about reset with jay okay <laughs> you're, you're a life coach yes, tell sir. us what reset with jay is what what is that what is that all about
1: so about nine years ago, I was standing at my refrigerator, and I looked at this. You know, like you know how you're about to go and get a cup of you know ice, you know from the little uh, dispensers on the outside. And I just looked, and I saw the reset button. And all of a sudden, this this uh, came to me: reset the R, reevaluate the E, everything. S so the other E, everything, and the T thrives. And I kind of just like, hmm, like it just, it kind of blew me away. Cause I'm like, man, I've never heard this before. And and it just kind of came to me. And then I just began to, I started writing and I started delivering sermons at that time. I was back on campus, uh, you know, doing some work on, on at Grambling state as a, you know, doing some campus ministry. And I just began to, to preach it, <laughs> you know, it was like a reset and little did I know is that God was really about to reset my life. So he was preparing me for resets so, because like the next year I left the area of where I had been for like 17 years and came back home. So I was I, I went to grandma, but I stayed in the grandma rusted area for like I went to grandma when I was 17, you know, and I left that area when I was 35. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, wow, I never would have thought. But God That's was a
0: long, a long time.
1: Long to be time. Long time. In the country. To be in the, you understand what I'm saying? But Lafayette is the country, but we, we kind of like a little bougie country, I guess. I don't know. Right.
0: Well, let me say, that's a long time to be up there in the sticks. The
1: sticks. Look, they call it the uh, red, the, how do they call it? The red hills, the the piney hills in North Louisiana. That's what they call yeah. it. Red dirt. We ain't had no red dirt here. We ain't had all of the hills. It's, you know, Lafayette is called a flat land. Like, you know, it's all flat. All flat. The flats. So, you know, so, yeah, when I, so I had to come home, I came home in 2012. And when I came home, I had another reset, you know, just a, this, and, and back in December, um, it just started coming back to me again. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and it just came to me. It was like reset. And I actually told that person, you need to reset. And ever since I told that person, it's like the reset with Jay came to me. And I, what I did is I took the mentoring experience that I've had in the last 20, 20 to 25 years. And I just, I just shifted it over to where I could be a life coach and just begin to help people. And little did I know that in December, like God was preparing me and preparing us for a reset. So in February, I, I started talking about reset, reset, reset. I little did I know that this pandemic was about to hit. And then I started hearing preachers and I started hearing life coaches and I started hearing everybody talking about it's a reset. It's a global reset. And I'm like, wow. Like I was kind of flabbergasted about it. Um, but it, but in a, in a reset, it's a dismantling of, of the old. It's a, it's a, it's a, a tweaking of what doesn't work. If that makes sense. Um, I just wrote this down. Life is a journey of, con- no, life is a glorious journey of a continual reset. I just wrote that down like right before I came here. Like I just get yeah. these impressions about reset. And so what, what happens to us is that we don't like change. I don't know nobody that like change. But I figured out a long time ago, and I, I'm grateful for this, that change is inevitable and you just have to embrace it. And you know, some things are good changes and some things are not what I necessarily call bad changes, but It's, it's a, it's, it's needed, should I say. And sometimes we have to be intentional about our own reset, reevaluate the things in our lives. That's not, it's, it's not thriving. Like before we got on here, you said, I let go some responsibilities so that I could focus on what I really want to do, which is this podcast. Bam. And I'm sure it's bringing you much joy and you're discovering people and you know, you're able to put people out there. So it's a reset. It's like we were, when, when this pandemic hit, And I was in my classroom, March 13, I'll never forget it. And I'm looking at my students and like, oh, we're about to go home for two weeks. Literally, I know two weeks turn into five months, you know? But during this pandemic, man, it's been just so much reset. And I had to be intentional about some things. But then some things, like, it was just like timeout. Like you hit the reset, but like this relationship not working no more. This friendship not working no more. This is not working no more. Oh, this is working. But let me tweak this just a tad bit. You know what I mean? And so that's what the reset is about.
0: You're preaching. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's going <gonna laughs> to listen preaching. to this. I, I'm not and they're going to take off running.
1: <laughs> I hope so.
0: I hope hopefully, <laughs> so hopefully, whoever's listening didn't miss the shouting moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, 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 ser- I'm serious. Hopefully they didn't miss the shout. Yeah. Hopefully they didn't miss the shout. That's good. I'm going to be honest with you because I did not, well, let me go back to change my wife. I'm in education. My wife is in business Two totally different worlds. Right. So when, you know, you mentioned it earlier, Hey, I need a format, you know, I'm a teacher. So I need to know. I got an expectation of what's coming. I need a plan. That's how we are as, an, as educators. Right. So when change rushes in, it, it turns the apple cart over. Oh. Huh. Right. So I, you know, I huffing and puffing about these unexpected things coming in. And then my wife introduces me to this thing called change management.
1: Mm, I like that.
0: They, businesses have a plan they do. for the unexpected things. And I'm upset. And she's just looking at me like, well, you, you need to do a better job with your change management. And I was so upset because that's not what I wanted to hear. Right. But she was a thousand percent correct. Yep. Hopefully she listens to this and hears me giving her credit for being <laughs> a thousand to, percent correct. Shout
1: out to Kim. Shout out to Kim.
0: <laughs> you know, so, um, but I I never thought about me giving those things back, giving those things up so I can do this as a reset. So thank you for blessing me with that. But I knew when I went to clean my classroom out in the end of April or May, whenever they let us go back to that building, they were like, hey, come and get the things you need. I'm like, no, I'm going to get everything because I'm not coming back here.
1: Come on, come on.
0: And I, listen, I needed a reset. And I'm going to tell you, you're blessing my life. Okay. You're blessing my life. And this podcast, this is my first time saying this, but every time I talk to someone, the thought enters my mind that, man, I'm doing the Lord's work.
1: Absolutely.
0: I'm doing the Lord's work. I, I have to have these conversations. People need to hear the people that I'm talking to because ultimately everybody's going to be connected because we need this connection. I need it. Thank you. For for showing me that I was just resetting.
1: Because I was
0: looking at it in very simple terms. I was looking at it as like, I'm not going back there. I want to go over here. But it was all God because the job that I'm in now came to me. Literally fell in my lap.
1: And let me tell you something, cousin. That's what the reset is all about. It's, it's, it's like, okay, we realize, hey, we need to change. And, and, and let me tell you about another thing about reset. Let me tell you how you really got to reset. You got to make room. So when you went to your classroom and you say, look, I'm taking everything. I'm just bringing it home. You made room for whoever really supposed to be in there because your time was up. Whoever really supposed to be in there, they was there. And one of the things that God that will me about the reset is making room. So for instance, if you buy some furniture, okay, I bought some fun- some new furniture, I think back in February. I had to get my old furniture out Right? Before they bring my new furniture in. Otherwise, it was just going to be crowded. And you couldn't move around. You was going to be in a tight space. You know what I mean? And so what we try to do is we try to embrace the new and and we still got the old hanging around. We still holding on to it because it's familiar. It's comfortable. You know? We like to take the road of least resistance. You know what I mean? Let me be comfortable. So we hold on to it, but that doesn't make any sense when you got two couches in your house and Two sofas and, you know, that's crazy. You know, you, you can't do that. So You got to get rid of that old stuff. I was calling people on the phone like, man, hey, you want this sofa? Come get this sofa. I gave it to one of my friends. I was like, look, come get this sofa. I just need it out of here. She's like, okay, I'm going to come get it. And she came, I'm just like, just, I don't care what you do with it. Just come get it. Because I was excited for the new. And I had to make room. And so, you know, you, you just, you, you know, we want things. We want new things but we we got the old stuff crowded and then it's no room for the new. If we still got that old stuff crowded and that's another part of the reset. Like, you know, some things you just need to let go. And I'm not saying you let everything go. I'm not saying give up on everything, but deep down inside, we know what we need to let go. Maybe our bad attitude, maybe a a bad friendship, a toxic friendship or a toxic relationship or, you know, the old job that we just going through the motions, you know, that we're not really passionate about it. We just mm-hmm. there because of the money. Are we there because that's what I got my degree in? Or I really want to be an entrepreneur? You know, and so mm-hmm. what what's a better way to do that? When you when we didn't just pause everything and you at home. And so now you're thinking, like, wait a minute. Cause when I came home, I was like, man, I'm so burnt out. I was burnt out. And and I love what I do, but you do get burnt out sometimes. And let Ooh. me tell you, I'm coming back with more fire with my students. I'm coming back with different t- different strategies. You know, I'm seeing them. I'm like, "Hey y'all, good morning. What's up?" you know, and just being more of a, you know, just being a, a different person because I'm different now. I've reset. I'm still resetting. It ain't over. You know what I mean? So yeah.
0: That's good. Life is a a constant sequence of resets.
1: Absolutely. A glorious journey. We got to look at it as a glorious as a journey. It's not measurable accomplishments. And I think that's what people, that's where you get uh, stuck. You have to have that growth mindset. Oh, okay, well, I got $100,000 in the bank. I'm good. Or, yeah. oh, I got my dream car. I'm good. <clears throat> okay, but what about, you know, the reset is about other people. It's never really about you. It's not about measurable accomplishments. It's about a journey. It's about a journey. Okay, I, I did this. All right, what's next? I did this. All right, what's next? And you got to know when to do the next. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Man, that's good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. We, we kind of all over the place, but you do, you do a little bit of everything. So it's one other thing I, I want to touch on. So you are a black woman.
1: Yes.
0: With a STEM background, but you also help develop women into leaders. Yes. What is that like?
1: So I'm also an entrepreneur, so I get a lot of people I've uh, been an entrepreneur since like ooh 2004. Um, you know, and I with my reset, I help I I hold women accountable for the reset. So it's not just good enough to say, "Hey, you know, I want to do this." Well, let me hold you accountable. Let me check on you. Let, let me make sure let's let's do this. You know, "Hey, you know, I got all this stuff I want to do." So what I've been doing the last couple of months is I've been hosting vision board parties virtual vision board parties but i take it a step further because vision board is just like a map of pictures right we want to take it a step further and and i do what's called mind mapping and so we take that picture so i say hey i want to lose weight okay but how are you going how you going to lose weight so let's 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 take that and let's give three steps behind okay i need to change my diet i'm gonna exercise three four times a week and then you know i'm a, a i'm gonna eat better i'm a meal plan whatever you know what I mean? And just be mm-hmm. intentional about it because we could say it all the time. And people say, oh, yeah, I put my I put myself on a vision and it come to pass. OK, good. But that's good. <laughs> but what about let's take it a step further? Because to me, you can always I, I'm kind of a perfectionist and, and, and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not so good. You know what I mean? Uh, but I want to take it a little step further than just putting something up. Let's work on. Let's give you the steps. and Let's hold you accountable because I feel like we all need each other you know i need you you need me so let's let's help transform your life and and really the reset is really about tr- it's really about transition it's really about going from step 8 to step b like that in between you know you know from 1 to 2 but let's try to help you go from 1.1 to 1.2 1.3 1.4 1.5 you know what i mean cuz transition is hard for anybody for anybody so yes. holding you accountable you know along the way and it's it's part of that it's just part of that helping each other out you know we're 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 family people you know people need each other
0: that's good that's good all right let's pivot just a little bit okay tell me what keeps you up at night
1: man what keeps me up at night let me just tell you, I be praying for people. I'm <laughs> just gonna be honest. <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm always up at like two. I wake up at two something, four something. And I, you know, I just pray for this world. Pray for, for pray for people, you know. And that's what breaks my sleep at night, to be honest with you. You know, we got a lot going on. It's 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 really it's it's a lot. And you know, I'm just grateful that my mind is kept. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do. I do. That's good. That's good. All right. So this segment, we're going to talk about recommended books and music, et cetera. So what are you reading right now? Do you have any recommended books?
1: I do. I read the Bible, man. I I, I mean, that's who I am. Read the Bible. The Bible is, you know, like we used to say, the basic instructions before leaving earth. And it's not just good to read the Bible, but to, you know, put it into practice. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> Just, right. you know and and at this time we need our faith you know more than anything we need our we need to focus on our faith in god and i and i think this is what this is all about it's about our strengthening of our faith in god and the bible says faith come by hearing and that by the word of god so if we're not reading the bible if we're not getting that word in us our faith is, is is just it's gonna it's gonna be weak it's gonna crumble you know what i mean um right. another one of my one another one of books and i and i'm kind of a person that If it's a heavy book i gotta read it slowly and what i mean by that is i'm reading this book called the other side of rejection by joshua smith and i have to read like a chapter and i have to think about it for like two or three days like that's how heavy it is for me because that's something that i've always dealt with was rejection you know what i mean from just different aspects just all kinds of things. And that's one of the things that I'm being real transparent right now that I struggle with. You know what I mean? And so the other side of rejection is like, it's so good because he's a, he's a pastor, but so he puts the word in there, but he's also a mental health counselor. So you get both, you know what I mean? to like really chew on it. And it's like, man, it's heavy. You know, it's not something that you can just read real quick and just put it down. Okay, but you got to, you know, so that's one of my recommended recommended books. Another book is the 15 points of greatness by Bishop Sean Cooper which is uh, our founder of School of Greatness. And so that's something that I read. I got to read, you know, like it's another heavy book. You know what I mean? Because yeah. <laughs> it talks about the 15 points of greatness. Like, you know, how do you, how do you reach greatness? Um, so those are my recommended books.
0: Okay. I'm adding those. So I, I tell all my guests that I'm just stealing your book recommendations. So I actually, on my desk, I have a stack of four books. That's my own deck circle. Okay. So I wanted to order some more, but my wife told me, she said, don't order any more books until you read these four right here. You know, but I'm trying to tell them like, but I might might forget which one I wanna order. Right. So yeah, but those, those are good recommendations, good recommended reads. All right, music. Tell us about your music. What are you listening to?
1: I love uh, I love gospel music, but it was it's so funny because the other day I started thinking about this old BB and CC uh, album called Steel, Still S T I L L. And I don't know if you like BB and CC kind of took a long break. They kind of did their individual mm-hmm. things, and then they came back. I don't know. Oh, it's been a minute, but I don't know that. I just started listening. The songs just started coming back to me in the in the 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 the, uh songs are real they real i don't know they kind of like tell a story like the first one is still you know and they kind of say i'm still addicted still lost without you so they kind of bring everything back and then there's one about grace that we really need right now there's one about the garden it talks about you know like our resetting our relationship with god it just it's funny because i hadn't thought about it in a long time and it just came back to me um so I don't know I just kind of been like I got a song playing in my head I've always got I always have a song playing in my head I don't know I'm, I'm a music person so that's playing in my head right now of course I like uh you know worship music stuff like that I love David and Nicole Binion I love uh William McDowell um uh, I love uh Maverick City
0: Man. never heard of them oh to check that out
1: Maverick City volume one volume two it's no uh, with Naomi Rains on there. Uh, what's a the guy named Dante? Oh, I can't remember. But it is, yeah. We be ready for that. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I love jazz. I love jazz. Uh sometimes on Saturday mornings I kick back and listen to that Zodicole, you know. <laughs> While you're cleaning your house, you know. Uh yeah. the either Zodicole, you know, when you're cleaning your house or I need a baker, you know what I mean? Take it take it all the oh, way yeah. back. It Anita
0: Baker' Anita Baker is my other mama
1: there you go I went to a concert last year in Houston and I saw her the year before at the uh jazz festival in New Orleans man I was that made my year
0: <laughs> right, man listen yeah. I grew up but uh, Anita Baker helped raise me
1: that's it that's you know
0: because if my mama wasn't around Anita was show playing
1: okay you know so <laughs>
0: keeping an eye on me through the speakers yes
1: sir, yes, sir.
0: So I know you're not a a big podcast listener. So we're gonna move to our next segment, which is rapid fire. I'm gonna ask you five random questions. Okay. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, now this question, I haven't retired it yet. I ask all of our guests this question. It's a good one. I love the answers that I get. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Hmm.
1: I, probably, I love Spider-Man. So I would be like changing to Spider-Woman and like just save people. Like, you know, how Spider-Man just comes scoop people up and then he just stop. That would probably be my superpower because I just, I don't know. I like when, when trouble is around, I'm, I'm a problem solver. You know, okay. I, I want to like get to the bottom of it. I want to solve it. I want to, I want to help people.
0: So that okay.
1: would, would be, I would be Spider-Woman.
0: Okay, okay. All right, (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Woman.
1: Is that a superpower?
0: If you say it is. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man had powers, so to be Spider-Woman, you got to have some kind of power.
1: Yeah, there you
0: go. All right, so what's your favorite movie ever? Favorite movie of all time?
1: Man, it's going to sound corny, but I don't care. The Sound of Music. (laughs) It must be a
0: grambling thing. It's got to be a grambling thing. (laughs) got to be a grambling thing.
1: That's my favorite movie. I don't know. It sounds corny. I know, but the sound of music.
0: Do you have a favorite line from the movie or song?
1: The song. A deer, a female. The do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. I'm a music person. Let me tell you, I don't watch a lot of TV. But I'll all, I'm always listening to music, and if I'm not listening to music, there's a radio playing in my head. Literally, I'm serious. I okay. don't. So, so that's you gotta you gotta get me with the sound of music, right? I know it's corny. Okay. So I don't care.
0: <laughs> it, it's not. It's not corny. It's just a grambling thing. Okay.
1: <laughs> don't. <laughs> okay, we're gonna leave the southern and grammar rivalry alone today. We're okay, gonna, I'm done. We're
0: gonna, we're gonna done.
1: connect. We're gonna connect. Uh, uh, kinfolk. We're gonna keep that kinfolk connection going.
0: I'm. I'm done. Okay. But the, the reason I was saying that is my sister in law, Knight, your oh, Graham fan. Yes,
1: yeah, she sure is.
0: That's a, one of her favorites. So.
1: Sound of music. Uh, yes. Why? I did not yes. know, that. Gerald's
0: yes. wife.
1: Wow. Yes. Oh, see that? <laughs> that's amazing. I didn't know that. I'm gonna have to inbox it on Facebook. <laughs> All
0: right, here we go. Question number three. If you got 15 minutes of fame, what would you do with it?
1: 15 minutes of fame. I'm preaching Jesus. People need, to, people need Jesus. Okay. All I, I, right. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'm going to send five minutes on and then I'm going to preach Jesus for 10 minutes.
0: Okay. Splitting that time up. I see you as hey, that teacher. <laughs> That's That's,
1: that. I started to say 5, 5, and 5, but I'm, I'm going to do 5 and 10.
0: That is. it is. All right, here we go. Question number four. How long does it take you to get ready in the morning?
1: About 45 minutes.
0: 45 minutes. Okay. That's not too bad. That's okay. not too bad. All right. If you could add, last question right here, last question. If you could add any person to Mount Rushmore, who would it be? And why? Any person, if you could add any person to Mount Rushmore, who would it be? I
1: don't know. That's a weird question. The first person that came to my mind was Michelle Obama. I wanna put a woman up there, a black woman. That's
0: There's who I would add.
1: <laughs> yeah, Michelle Obama.
0: Okay, good. Good answer. That that's who I would add as well. I'm I'm just I think it's well known now that I'm a Michelle Obama fan. but Rock was cool. Yeah. But, you know, we really know who ran the show.
1: There you go. And a man, you know, a man can only go so far as, you know, you got there that new wife, then hey. That's right. That, it's a good thing. It's a
0: good thing. All right. So this brings us to our very last segment. It's called You Didn't Ask.
1: You Didn't Ask.
0: This segment you get the opportunity to share any unsolicited advice that you would like to give to our listeners. So what do you have for this segment called you didn't ask?
1: All right. So you didn't ask, but (laughs) I really want to, I really want to encourage people to stop and pause and not be so busy. You know what I'm saying? And just, Like look at every segment of their life, like their relationships, their finances, um, their credit score, you know, uh, you know, their home life, their family life, you know, what do they deem important and reevaluate it, you know, be in tune with the real deal of who they are, you know what I mean? Like. I have this saying called deal with it. And what happens a lot is that, you know, we all have experiences that we've come through, trauma, tragedy, highs, lows. But a lot of times we stay stuck on the bad things that happen. And I think from the, and I think that I'm gonna say two things and, and black people and church people have shied away from therapy and counseling for a long time. And what we need to do is that because you go to therapy and counseling, you're not crazy. You, you know, you're, you're, you know, cause you can go to counseling and it may not be that bad. So what we try to do is we wait till it's super bad, you know? And I, and I, so I think that we really need to deal with it and say, Hey, look, I need help in this particular area. So let, let me go find a counselor. And you ain't got to tell it to everybody, you know, and you, you find that person and sometimes you find that counselor and they just not right for you. And i've been there that person i I fired her <laughs> I tried to be ugly but she didn't work for me you know what i mean and then you know you you do that and then i want to say another thing you can't tell everybody everything you didn't ask but you can't tell everybody everything i mean you can especially as women man we like to run our mouth but let me tell you you can't tell everybody everything there's I could name maybe two or three people that I could tell "Mm, and that's everything too and it's not even everything because some things I just can't tell nobody. like you say nobody but god you know what I mean yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah you know you know you can't tell everybody everything you can't you have to learn that and and let me tell you one more other thing you can't put everything on social media
0: you might want to say that again
1: you can't put everything on social media.
0: You That's need, the one thing you that need people don't a, listen to.
1: You need a journal. You need a journal. Some things just need to be, you need to just, let me tell you, every morning, I can show you every morning, I write in my journal. Every morning. I write down my thoughts. I write down, you know, maybe, you know, Bible scriptures, thoughts that come to me, things that I feel like God might be telling me. And I write it in a journal. It will never, ever hit social media. The things in that journal will never, ever hit my best friend's ears. Because it's just it's for me. Know what I mean? And, and then you have to understand as a professional. As a professional, I can't put everything on social media. Social media is like... Oh, my God, it's not real, like, per se. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's, it is, but it's not. You know, you can learn a lot about people, but then you can learn a lot about what people are not, and you can learn a lot about what people are. Because it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's social media. So you need a journal, you need a therapist, you need a counselor, and you need a listening ear. You didn't ask, but that's what, that's what I feel like. Especially in a time where there's a lot of pressure. Because when this time is a lot of pressure, it's easy for us to bust know what I mean? Yeah. If if you think about a, a, a something, you put a Ziploc bag with a bunch of water in it, and you, and, you, and that's the best indicator to my mind, you zip it up, and it, if, if you got too much water in it, and you, you just hit it, it's gonna bust, right? Everywhere. A balloon, it's gonna bust. So it's so much pressure going on with racial tension, with COVID-19, with, you know, people just losing jobs, and, you know, it's hurricane season, it's, you know, it's so much going on. Election coming up. You know, it's just so much pressure going on. You have to be careful that you don't bust.
0: You didn't ask, but there it is. That's great advice, cuz thank you for blessing me and everybody else who is gonna hear your voice. So on thank the you network.
1: for having me. I, I'm I'm honored. I'm privileged.
0: Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope you are ready. For your reset. Thank you once again for joining us this week on the network. Make sure you check out the show notes for Jakithia's recommendations, her recommended reads, and music. Then I need y'all to go and check out her webpage, resetwithj.com. Then hop on over to Instagram and follow ResetWithJ on the gram. While you're in social media space, go and follow us, the underscore network underscore podcast on Instagram hop on over to Facebook, follow the network with Michael Prejant on Facebook. Then I'm asking everybody, go over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Many thanks in advance or like, share, give us a retweet, tell a friend about the show. Every kind gesture is moving us in the right direction. Be sure to tune in next week, episode 18. We're headed to the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., for a conversation with D.C.'s best dance instructor, and Southern University graduate, Chandra Hampton. Until next time, peace and blessings.